Generally, mm. if we set out to do something, we do get we get it done. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So now, now that you know that about yourself, yeah. everything that I have tried to do, I've done. Yeah. Let's stop let's stop and think about all the things that we haven't tried to do. Before we get into this episode, I know you've been struggling with the idea of starting your own business and launching a premium product that you know is gonna transform lives. So I have a bomb resource for you. The man himself, Words Taylor, is going to help you launch your product or service for the clients who need your help right now. Now you can't call yourself a business owner unless you are getting in front of new clients every single day, and Words knows exactly how to do that. All you have to do is tap in so he can teach you his six-figure launch strategy that's produced over $5 million in client sales. So all you have to do is go to HighTicketLaunchSecrets.com. That's HighTicketLaunchSecrets.com and get into the free training. It's happening this week. So go to HighTicketLaunchSecrets.com and let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and I have the wonderful Africa Gaddison here to join me today. What's going on, Africa? Oh, life is good. Thanks for joining me. Life is good. Let's start there. Literally, we're going to start there so that we can really get clear on like, what does work and play look like for you and, and how does life is, is good like resonate? But before we get into that, okay. would you mind introducing yourself? Oh, no problem. I'm Africa Gaddison. I am a marketing communications professional. I've been... Uh, in the business for, I, I always say 20 plus, but it's getting really close to 30 years. <laughs> Scary as that is. Yeah. It's a lot of experience. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and also, I uh, started, just recently started a video um, business for with my cousin, and it's been great doing mm-hmm. that. And so I love uh, just capturing stories for businesses and people. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Originally from Chicago, also. So let me... I have to throw that in. You got to do Shot Town. Why not? Absolutely. absolutely. You got to throw Shot Town in there. So, yeah, just to let y'all know we represent. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) So, of course, the point of us getting into this conversation and and the name of the podcast being Work and Play, it always kind of morphs into whatever the discussion is going to be. But because you have this extensive background Mm -hmm. in marketing Mm -hmm. and now you're creating this video um, um, company, I feel like it's worth me asking like Mm -hmm. do you feel like your corporate life is a pull or a tug from your your business life or do you feel like they complement each other they certainly complement each other one was born sort of out of the other um i had started my career in advertising marketing um and just really started to realize how much more we were leaning into video Mm. um because you know it's so hard to capture people long enough for them to read your message um, so if we could show those stories a little bit more than tell people. Yeah. And so it really made me say, I really would like to learn more about video. I'd always wanted to be like a dream job is being a filmmaker and doing yeah. uh, my own film. So this was a great opportunity for me to go back to school, get a master's and learn the ins and outs of, of video work. And, and it's been a great compliment. Now, in my roles in my professional life and corporate side mm-hmm. i find that if i speak to that experience then people love to lean to it or ask, find opportunities to be able to sort of use that mm-hmm. uh, knowledge so they definitely complement each other it's just in one in shooting the video side i, I get to seek out sort of the stories that i want to tell and the businesses that i want to work with okay. um, and things like that so it's it's been great okay so that's from like a 
um, I would say a business deliverable standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Because your corporate um, experience informs your, the work that you do here, and then in your video experience, it informs the work that you do in, in like um, marketing and advertising. But then, from a personal life perspective, what does that balance look like? Because you're an, I say entrepreneur, yeah. so a nine to fiver and an entrepreneur. Right, right. So personal life, it's it's a lot of you know. It's a, I find that, to be honest with you, the video side really sort of leans itself into the personal life a lot, simply because I know so many people who are creatively or actively out doing their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always think about a great way of me supporting you is to, even if it's not a situation where you're trying to look for a video opportunity, I do have a background in marketing, advertising, so I find myself sort of making suggestions to friends all the time and things like that. So it it definitely plays into it. And the beautiful thing about it is, is then you end up in a situation where you're sort of supporting your community um, through the work that you do and sharing ideas and like we're growing together. So I love that part of it. You brought up a good point. Like in in my own personal like entrepreneurial journey, the way that I envision it, you know, I love data. I was a data analyst in corporate, so that's part of it. But I'm also going into school for social work, so mm-hmm. I'm bringing in this, like, people aspect of right. it. Right. And the part about building community that you brought up is what I love. So I'm like, I would like, I'm still forming my life where I'm like, mm-hmm. all of my friends, we add to each other's endeavors, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have an opinion, like a strong opinion for or against it? Because I, I kind of like, I had a strong opinion against. I'm so for it. Yeah. I mean, just because there are so many things that just as business owners, as, as you know, black people, black women in this space, you know, in trying to, to build your own, you know, how do you get that support? What does that even look like? Yeah. You know, who do you go to? Unfortunately, in a lot of situations, just speaking from personal experience, I don't have a lot of relatives or people in my family who have built something mm-hmm. from the ground up. So mm-hmm. how can I get that, you know, sort of feedback and, and, and mentorship from someone? And so that's why it so matters. Like you just said, perfect example. So you just said you come from a background of like data analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I'm, unfortunately, as long as my career has been in marketing and communications, the analytics side of it is fairly new. Like, how do you use, how do you lean on the data and what you find out about your readers to learn and improve the communications and the work that you do? Yeah. Right? So now I'm in this place where I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to learn everything about like analytics and all that stuff. So there is a good example. Yeah, because you can literally knock on my door. Now that now that we got we got to share the cell phones. So like, <laughs> hey, I got this thing. How does like how do I look at the information here? I would love exactly. To so those types of things and and mm. doing so in a way that's just like networking, just kind of coming together and being a community is yeah. is a good way to do it. Yeah. you know, setting up opportunities to just have chats with friends and share experiences and talk about kind of what you know and what I know and we're just all getting better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Now that you mentioned, so you mentioned the intersection between um, what you do in advertising and, mm-hmm. and communication to video. So I feel like there's, um, if we were to like fast forward, I think there's a conversation where data informs this new journey. Absolutely. But I'm curious to know the evolution of the written part because that, that part like you said, it's not as data driven, but there's so much of a science to it that that's what makes you guys awesome. Yeah. So how did you form or develop your skill set in advertising? 
Oh, so, you know, it, that's great because my start has shaped my entire career. Where I started, I started my career in an ad agency, which generally no one wants to start in an ad agency. They're, you know, it's long hours, it's a lot of tough work, um, and but it, you see so much, right? Mm -hmm. So before you sort of set out on this journey of this is where I'm going to be in my career, you get to see what everything looks like. So it was great. But more importantly than it being an ad agency, it was a recruitment advertising agency. So the reason why I think about this all the time, but the reason why that was so important is in order for us to go out, and we were advertising for basically the HR arm of, okay. of a company, right? So looking for making sure they hire the best talent. Um, in order to do that, you have to really take a deep dive into that company. Mm. Figure out what the culture is like. Figure out why people either stay there for years yeah. or they leave, you right. know, whatever it is. But as a new, you know, sort of first job out into the working world, it really gave me a deep look into what matters to people, mm. right? What matters to you in your job? I need you to help me understand the, the nature of the, the job, right? Because mm -hmm. you said it was an ad agency. But then when you threw in the HR perspective, I right. got lost. So right? help me understand that. Right. So, okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to put you at a time and place. So it was actually in the dot-com era. Okay. So at a time where people were throwing the world at to recruit good talent, right? Yeah. You had to really go through and say, what is going to make a person come to work for you? Got it. Right? Right? So from an average and, and that was still when people were looking for jobs in the newspaper as well. So, <laughs> so it had to be written communication. Exactly. Okay, it had to also capture the eye of somebody in, a, in the paper where they're like flipping through and the, the communication had to say, this company is a good company and all the, okay. All I'm of there. that. All of that. And you had to, I mean, we really were like branding people's HR departments. Mm. So really looking at it like if you are a an employee for Clorox and Clorox had employees that would stay there 20 30 years and yeah. we were like why is that mm -hmm. so we would have to go in and really talk to employees do focus groups and find why find figure out what it is about this company that makes them want to stay okay. and that really shapes it and it started me on this path of really con considering what's important for me in the work that I do um, and, and in my career going forward, like what's going to matter? Is it matter the benefits or, you know, the amount of uh, time off you get or whatever the case may be? Mm -hmm. What's most important? Mm -hmm. And for me, it became really a situation where I looked at my entire journey. How much you, you're going to give for corporate America, you're going to give at least 40 hours a week of your life yeah. to this place, right? Mm -hmm. How much are they pouring into you? Right. Right? And, and what are they pouring? What are they pouring back into you? Mm -hmm. And that became the important the, the thing that I said, yeah, that matters the most. To okay. Me. How is this company supporting me and making sure that I am getting better at my career? I have the tools I need, I have the support I need, mm -hmm. I have leadership that actually is invested in me as a person, not just a worker sitting at a desk. Yeah. You know, all of those things. So and I came to that conclusion because that's what people would, you know, 
that's what will resonate the most from employees who have been at companies for 20, 30 years. Mm, they felt like it was a reciprocal relationship. They felt like, exactly, they didn't feel like they were just coming in, clocking in, and, and no one cared that, you know, they lost their mother last week, or, you know what I mean? That's real. That's real stuff. So, and, and you start to look at, yeah, that really does matter. I felt that way in some jobs where I'm just... If something happened to me tomorrow, they would just fill the seat with yeah. someone else, mm-hmm. and and so that matters. So, um, it's been a it's been a great journey, but to start there, yeah, um, to start in a situation where you're automatically thinking about how, what your work life matter um, means to you or how that looks, yeah, it was a great way to, to, to like kick start. it off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now that gives you so because that first position sounds more than just a uh, advertising skill set that was a world it was like yeah. if you didn't have that that's some people's reason for leaving because you don't necessarily know what to look for in a company you just absolutely go in so from a, a technical standpoint now you're in this position where you're like okay ad agency but then so much feeds you from a perspective of how, what do i need to be looking for in this mm-hmm. corporate kind of raise you like to know what to look for then what was your next step to say, okay, I want to continue learning like communications? Absolutely. What was it next? So I, I, one of my, you know, and I always talk about like your career journey is often shaped by the people that you meet along it, right? Yeah. Good or bad, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, if you have negative experiences that will shape you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started in that ad agency. I worked for a woman and she was magnificent. Um, and she really sort of became a mentor and she gave me a lot of like really good advice one of the first things she said was you're very young you know you're fresh out of college create a list of five companies she was like evaluate that list every year but this is like your dream company list right Mm -hmm. and and you you make that list based on what matters to you right Mm -hmm. like but where are the places where would you like to land where would you like to be and she's like and you're essentially going to form that list based on something mm-hmm. whatever it is you're interested in their industry or you read something about it whatever the case may be um so i did that um way back when and i created this list of like dream companies right and every year i would apply for these five companies can i ask you what they were absolutely <laughs> so I, you know in my personal life i've always been a big video game fan so sony was definitely top of one of the top on the list microsoft one of the top on the list yes. microsoft has created so many things that we rely on day to day um that just being a part of that that was part of the list disney because what we all hear about the creativity in disney we hear about like sort of the you know, every you know everybody's really into that culture. Yeah. So Disney was big on the list. Um, that's three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth was uh, Google okay. because of everything that they were doing, right? And so this was how long ago was this then? So the, this was, but see, Google was like pretty young. That's the thing about it. And, okay. But I, I should have said that that ad agency that I working was working at. It was in San Francisco, mm. so we were right outside of. Silicon so you knew the bubble. So I, yeah, the world oh, about yeah. The bubble up. I saw Google giving out, you know, to for recruitment just to get like lead engineers. They were like giving out Porsches and stuff. It was ridiculous. <laughs> there was a dot com era, like it was, and they were one of the dot com bubbles that didn't burst, obviously. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, their recruitment arm was insane. Um, 
And then the the last one was, and and this list evolved over time, but Mm -hmm. the the companies that mostly stayed there, um, the last was IHG, which is where I am now. (laughs) So... Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> talk about manifesting, right? This story is just getting good. Isn't that great, right? Yeah. And IHG was also from a standpoint of culture. Mm. People love the company. And, you know, you go you go on Glassdoor and things like that all the time, and, but you always read about, like, best places to work and things like that. The culture there is always intriguing. People yeah. love it. So mm-hmm. it's, um, I'm two months in, but... I was going to say, cause, because I know that, <laughs> I was going to say, like, so because you're two months in and, and you've got, and you know, you know mm-hmm. the ebbs and flows of how, what it's like to date a person and then really get to know a person. So, like, you're in the two-month mm-hmm. phase. Do you feel like what you put on your dream board is, is starting to come to fruition? Absolutely. That's and so everything that I wanted out of a company, a company that, um, full of people who are there as a team and supportive and looking to move the business along thinking about the customer first Mm -hmm. um and it's everything that i wanted it to be so i'm I'm very much excited that's cool (laughs) so you mentioned this guidance that that um i want to say mentor Mm -hmm. gave you um is actually pretty good i think that's that's actually um the the advice that i would i would have given myself you know years before but there's this new nuance Right? Mm-hmm. Why just companies and why, now that you're into entrepreneurship, what, how, how has your perspective changed in terms of like goals now that? It's changed tremendously because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I sit back and think about had I thought about my own, building my own space yeah. back then, which yeah. I never really did. So here's the thing. So we were very much at, in a place where we were just starting to evolve in the working perspective from, our parents who mm-hmm. get with a company and that's the only company they ever work for. True, gotcha. Whereas her advice was, and this is this is good career advice as well. So we were doing all the all of the work mm-hmm. on the recruitment side and trying to look at things. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we looked at from a perspective of an employee, right? You get like raises, you get merit increases, things like that, and whatever. But okay. what we looked at is the site, the data showed that after your third year, you were losing money. So, from that perspective, because if you think about this, when you, whenever you've changed jobs, right, that's your biggest opportunity to make a big jump in salary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's your biggest opportunity to talk yourself up and be like, you know what? I need at least a X amount of dollar mm-hmm. raise, 10, right? 20, 30. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's your opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, you m- move to a new position. You're there for three years. You okay. get that jump. Yeah. Then you're on to something. Else. Or if you stay there. Yeah. Four or five years, you're getting what two percent raise? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like nothing compared to what you could do. So that also shaped me. Because that made me say, it really changed my thinking from starting out my career and sort of on the advice of my parents, like, find a good company and be there forever. No, that's not really not the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, the best way to do it is find a great company, you know, improve your skills. You should not be the same employee three years out that you were when you walked in the door. And then you have an opportunity to capitalize on the experiences that you've gained. That's a better way to do it. Now, when you think what you're what you're talking about in terms of data is um, what I'm thinking is law of diminishing returns, right? Like, so the you know, as long as I'm here and I'm getting something for three years, and at three years, I'm like, 
Now, the way I'm interpreting what you're saying mm-hmm. is from a data perspective, the money, like the money that you could get starts to be like the, if you, yep. you can get more if you leave. But then how do you translate that into building your skill sets or becoming the type of employee you want to be? The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. I would definitely say because during that during your whole career you should always be thinking about how you can improve, mm-hmm. right? So from my standpoint of now looking to how I can improve my knowledge around data, right? Mm-hmm. And things like that. So whether it's taking a class or getting some certification or whatever, you should be constantly be looking to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you do that work, then shouldn't your station in life improve a little bit as well? Because now I have something different in my toolbox. Yeah. You know, so the person I am today is different from who I was three years ago. Yeah. Um, so things like that, like you have to, you know, constantly be putting into yourself, right? And making, hopefully your company is doing the same. Yeah. You know, um, and looking to move. And, and having said that, if you're with a great company, that could mean a great company is going to support your journey. They're going to support your jo- growth. So if you're here in this role today and you gain some more skills, a great company is going to find out or at least have possibilities for you to move to something else. Yeah. And so we should constantly be looking at that, the, way, the ways in which and how we can in- evolve in our journey. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So really and truly, you were at a place where even your train of thought was like the rebellious of that, you know, like of that time. Because it's like now, because of where I am today, I think my my advice might even be more nuanced. Like, how would you give someone advice? Absolutely. Because it's like, do you create something at 21? Or do you list five companies at 21? Or do you do something else? I think you do some, I think you do both. Yeah. I think you do both. I think you do, first of all, one thing that we've gained now that we didn't have back then, and, and I have to think like, I'm talking like late 1990s mm-hmm. that I started my career. Um, we didn't think about the possibilities and the importance of something that's common for us now and that's multiple streams of income Mm. you know we didn't think in that in terms of that we thought in terms of go to work nine to five and and you know collect that and hopefully one day you're set up enough where you can retire yeah um now we certainly think of i have so many interests and there are other people out here who would love to know more about this how can i turn that into something else. So we certainly think differently now. Um, So I think that plan should be different. It should be, you know, do you have five companies? Or if you don't have five companies, do you have five opportunities or five things that you can think of that you can lend to yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we should think about things differently. Yeah. I think not 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 that we're kind of brainstorming. Absolutely. I feel like it's like what I would say is... um, for someone who's 21, right? Because mm-hmm. your skill sets are your skill sets are evolving. Your personality is evolving. You might still have some more to explore about yourself. Mm-hmm. But I would say 
before you even start a list of anything, less inventory. So I talk about this all the time, inventory your skills and then inventory just the things that you're curious about. Exactly. That's probably where exactly. I would start. That's a good place to start, right? If there are companies that would allow you to explore those things, mm-hmm. maybe go that route first. Maybe, yeah. And then go create something. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. Working for a company should not be the end game. Yeah. You know, being a company should be the end game. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put a pen in that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll write that one down. But, you know, we don't think about it. And, and then it takes somebody like, you know, think about like Jay-Z had that lyric, right? Which one? He said something like, um, I think his lyric was, I'm... I'm not a businessman. I'm the I'm a businessman. I like right? it. Yes. Like that's facts. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't be thinking about how we can continue to build, you know, somebody else's comp- business up. And I always think about this specifically in American society because I think that maybe in other cultures they have been far more entrepreneurial in their thinking, but we have not been yeah. and that's just because of how our society was built yeah you do all the work build these companies up and then yeah you can go retire maybe you'll be able to you're lucky if you're able to pass down something to the next generation right, right? Mm-hmm. well let's build something for the next generation you know so we definitely have to be different in how we think think and i think you know all of those ways that maybe we probably didn't feel supported in that thinking when we were younger. Right. We've got to change that narrative for these Definitely. next generations. Yeah. And they, there's this next generation is fire. Cause even the advice I just gave, they're like, I don't even want to start with the company. I'm going to create myself at two. <laughs> I have this like multi-million dollar company at 18. I'm like, goodness gracious. They think so much more limitless, and mm-hmm. and that's just because I'm only thirty. I still they make me feel kind of grandma e. You know what I mean? Because I'm still trained to the traditional thinking right? to a degree. Yeah, yeah. So back to you in terms of your your skill set. Because I, girl, we could go. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with this, right? <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I'm sure it's gonna go off again, but. Um, when you think about like this is earlier in your career so like mm-hmm. what was the first project that sparked your interest or the first one that you would say is like okay this is a, a notch in my belt so you know what and this was really early on i think i had been at this agency for six months and shout out to her name is, is gloria braddock she is amazing um gloria i believe started her career at motown worked for motown for a very long time so she always gave me like Diana Ross vibes, right? Like very much like Diana vibes, right? Like walk in a room and there's, you know, that type of deal. Um, but very early on, we were going for a pitch meeting and it was a big client and uh, the client actually at the time was uh, Clorox. Um, and so here I am very green, very green to advertising the most I know. I, st- I went to school for advertising specifically because of the mo- movie Boomerang. Oh. It spoke to me. Like I was like, yes, you that's me. Yes, I was like, yes, that's me. I yeah. need to be in there with Strange, and I could have got Strange to work her magic. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the inspiration, right? Yeah. And so to come to this agency, and Gloria was the person running it, and it was just like, oh, I'm here. This is exactly what I wanted, right? And so I was really excited, and she put me on the team, um, going to pitch Clorox, and I'm like. 
Sure. I'm just going to take these notes and I'll have all the notes. And she's like, no. So the way this is going to work is you're going to do the pitch. Do what? <laughs> yeah. Do wait. What? Yeah. It was. Yeah. I. That was. But she was like, this is the great thing about it. She didn't say that and say, come up with it and figure it out and do it. She said that and she said, okay, so next Saturday, I'll see you at my house. We'll go through some notes. We'll talk through how this works. Okay. And so it's that investment in people, right? Mm. Like you want a business or you want your company or your team to be successful like that. Yeah. Now here you have a young kid coming into the business and I'm like, I'm excited because I'm new. And, but I'm terrified because you just told me I'm going to pitch a big business, right? And so to just to let you know that, yeah, you're going to do it, but I'm going to help you do it. Yeah. And we're going to do this because I know that you can. That's why I'm putting you in this position. And so it's that. It's that feeling like here's somebody who knows what they're doing and they have confidence in me. Mm. And that was, like I said, that experience at that agency started my career and it put me in a mindset of, who I want to be as a professional um, and as a mentor and as a person helping the next person coming yeah. in, but what I look for in a leader. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so went in there and, and Gloria's like, you know, you've got this, you've got this. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to, and I pitched a couple times to her and we finally nailed it and we went in there and we got the business. And hey, like, hey, I feel like I'm living this moment. Right? Right? Yes. So it's like, so from there, where do you go? At that yeah. point, you feel like you can do anything. Yeah. I can do this because I have somebody who's going to challenge me in, in ways um, that make me better and help me through it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Mentorship has had a... That, I, I can... when As soon as you tell me that story, I, the world lit up. Like, mm -hmm. like there's so much that that, that mm -hmm. gives a young person in their yes. career. You can't tell them anything. No, you can't. I was I was like, okay, now what? What's next? What's yes. next? What are we doing? Yeah. Is that how you attacked your career going forward? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. What's next? What are we going from here? What What's the next challenge? Um, I think about some of the biggest challenges that I've had in my career, and if I remove that experience from it, I don't know that I would have accomplished it the same way. That's so impactful. Right? You think about that. Yeah. Like she really shaped my entire career mm -hmm. just in, in, and it's as simple as this, right? Because somebody's always going to look up to you, whether mm -hmm. it's a young, you know, you're young, if you have children or yeah. nieces, nephews, whatever. But that person that, to be that person who is like inspiring to them to say, okay, I know you can do this. I'm going to help you. Yeah. And we'll get through. Yeah. She's teaching you how to trust yourself. Well, she's already, she's kind of, you're borrowing her trust in you until you do it and then you trust yourself. Exactly. And from any point forward, any situation, one, one thing that humans, we grow up as adults and we don't trust ourselves. At all. We are the naysayers in the back of our minds. No, don't do that. You can't do that. You've never done that before. Yeah. Yeah. We will That's stop. Yeah. So, do you have a relationship with self doubt at all? Then, I'm oh, not completely. Not to say that you're like impervious to self doubt. Completely. I could talk myself out of something in a heartbeat, but I've realized, and I have to talk myself. I talk, uh, Courtney um, and I were talking about this, and Whitney and I talked to friends, different friends, about this. If you stop and think about everything you've done in your life, right? 
and you think about maybe the things that you talked yourself out of. Let's just start with the things that you've done in life. I challenge you to find very uh, a, a handful of things that you failed at. Generally, mm. if we set out to do something, we get we get it done, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So now, now that you know that about yourself, yeah. everything that I have tried to do, I've done. Let's stop, let's stop and think about all the things that we haven't tried to do, right? Right? I said I was going to be at the Oscars by 40, you know, so I'm a few years past that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little overdue. But if you ever wanted but that to be your I goal. I need to make this happen because everything I've set out to do in life, I've been able to do. 100%. Yeah. Just from you telling me that story, I'm like, shoot, dip back into that pool and whatever it yeah. needs to happen, like strategizing, it's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. happen. Yeah. So that's the big thing is like making the time for you and the things that you want to do yeah. and realizing that don't be the person who cancels it, cancels out the dream before it even starts. Right. Because we do that. We do. So thinking, going deeper into that, it's, it's funny because um, I think what whether you like corporate or not, if you're good at it or not, if you don't have that trust, I think that that's where things get a little shaky. And if you don't have someone in corporate or professional mentor to do it, then it has to come from home. Yeah. Do you feel like you got any um, of your foundation of like confidence or identity from home? Or do you feel like if it hadn't been for her, some of that home stuff? So, you know what? Um, I got a good amount a good amount of who I am from home. My mm. mother in particular, my mother has always been my biggest fan. Mm. <laughs> like as mothers usually are, right? Yeah. Um, that's why I watch movies and like these mothers are like hypercritical of their kids. I'm like, I've never experienced, experienced that. that. Yeah. No, my mother's always been my biggest fan. I, I can tell you, um, and always very like supportive of me, encouraging in terms of making sure I was independent. Um, she's a single mom, and maybe that helps. But at one time in particular, um, I, I was looking to, and I just heard about this from a teacher, right? She had this whole program. We were in inner city, south side of Chicago, um, and she heard about, like, these um, East Coast boarding schools that were offering scholarships to kids. Okay. I don't know nothing about the East Coast or their boarding schools, but I did know Facts of Life with Tootie and them. Oh. Come on now, come through like, Kenfield. Yeah, <laughs> so we so we have that like point of reference, right? Okay. I had okay boarding school. I just knew Tootie on the roller skates skating through the dorm. Mm -hmm. Like that that was my point of reference, and I was like, that seems like fun. Like mm -hmm. they were all like having a good time. Like mm -hmm. sure. Um, and so went through the whole application process or whatever, and I came home. I told my mom, I was like, "Yeah, you know." So there's a school, these schools, and they're looking for kids to give scholarships to. And she was like, "You can do it." <laughs> like, like that was the encouragement. It was never like, "How are we going to pay for that?" Or how are we? You know, it was yeah. never that. It was basically shoot your shot, right? And so filled out all the application, did all that stuff. Wrote my own essay, and I'm in eighth grade at this point, but one of the biggest things, and I think about it, and I'll think about it now, and I'm like, how amazing were you? But one of the big things that we had to do was go interview with their alums, different schools, with the alumnus from the school. So Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yes. And so I sit, sit back and I say, wow. You know, but 
Chicago's not being an eighth grader on the bus by yourself. That's not even a big deal. Like we all do that. We get okay. around the city. We are all okay. over the city. Pretty self sufficient kids. Com- completely. Okay. So you trying to you trying to like put things into perspective? I'm trying to because if I see, I'm trying to, but yeah. So that that part of it really wasn't a big deal. But um, for this particular school, the uh, alum that I was interviewing with was like a partner at a law firm downtown Mm. and so like I get on I go by myself to this law firm yeah and I walk in it's like marble everywhere and like it's it's massive it is top like top law firm in Chicago like really nice and like really impressive and I sit back and think about that I was not intimidated mm-hmm. by it, mm-hmm. right? I was like, oh, I'm about to do this, right? And so go in and, and get the whole, knock the interview out and get the scholarship. And I come home, like, with the, I mean, the thing came in the mail. And I was like, wow, look, we got in. And she was like, I told you you could do it. So that level of confidence uh, in myself has definitely came from my mother. And it was always one of those things from her. You do your best, and if, you know, whatever happens will what whatever's to be will be you know you don't talk yourself out of it before you ever do it don't be intimidated by the possibility of being great right yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah that's lit oh i wish i I, I want to say i wish i had your mom but like just that's that experience it literally everything was for you um so when i think about your evolution as um would you say a marketer I would say a communicator. A communicator. Got it. Um, my question was going to be more so like in what way, kind of thinking back to like the first notch you had in your belt, mm-hmm. how did you create a professional brand for yourself and like how? Do, what do people know Africa's good for? Yeah, and that's a good, good point because you asked in that question, would you say a marketer? And I said, I would say a communicator, but mm-hmm. truthfully, it's been a communicator. It's been a you know somebody in branding it's been somebody in advertising it's been Mm. somebody who has you know i've worked as a writer i've worked as a project manager and so i think that that's the brand like africa is what you need her to be to get you know what i mean to To, communicate exactly through words um branding could be you know visual absolutely visuals yeah i would get on some you know uh, get on Adobe and try to you know make that happen. So yeah, I am definitely that has been my journey. That has been like the way I've taken you know my career by storm. Is I am not afraid of a new challenge. I'm not afraid to say, you know, I'm not a graphic designer, but I love graphic designers. I'll figure it out. Like let mm-hmm. me learn this skill, you know. Mm-hmm. And that has sort of shaped me along the way because what I've realized is that. People are happy to share what they know. Yeah. Right. And so, in the ad agency, for instance, um, and that, in that standpoint, I was an account person. You okay. know, so working on working with the client and making sure that they had that what they need, and then going back to the creative team, the writers, the d- designers, and saying this is what how this works, and making sure we shape that for them. Yeah. But then evolving into those roles at some point in my career. Yeah. And so I think that that, what that taught me in the ad agency is, number one, designers were happy to know that I was not afraid to open up InDesign or as Quark back then. 
Um, see, got it. Myself. <laughs> but, but I wasn't afraid to jump in and help them out because maybe they were overworked. And I'm like, you know, I can do this. I, this is just a copy change. That's fine. I got it. Or from a copywriting standpoint, if I give, you know, a copywriter something, I ask for ideas and they tell me, okay, I've got a lot on my plate. I can get these back to you next week. What about if I shoot you some suggestions or some options before then and yeah. then you can just kind of mold it they are, people are generally happy for that yeah that, right? that's actually you throwing somebody in alley you because sometimes it's easier to manipulate or edit something if right. you've already started thinking it through right yeah, no, i could think it yeah happens. and and then it it just shapes the type of person it made it so that they were happier to work with me the next time yeah right because it wasn't like just throw it over the fence and you know, wait for whatever. I'm happy to jump in. I know that nine times out of ten, we're all overworked in what we're doing. Yeah. Um. So if there's some some way in which I can help you make this easier, mm-hmm. then I'm all for it. You yeah. know. And so that I think has been me, and that's why when I say this career path, it's been a lot of different roles: project mm-hmm. management, making sure things go. Um, Working with designers and copywriters and project people, making sure everything happens from beginning to end. Yeah. Working with vendors and things yeah. like that. Um, all of that is just sort of my focus on the end goal. You know, let let what what do you need us to do, yeah. and then we're going to make sure that you get what you need. I feel like that's what um, makes. If I'm thinking in my, I'm I'm trying not to think like a delineation, but I am. Oh, but no. if I, I think that's what makes good employees good employees especially if in a function within marketing get to know that thing so as i'm hearing you speak i'm envisioning a funnel of Mm -hmm. everything that it takes to like communicate to a customer and your skill set that thing that it comes out is like being able to communicate to whoever it is in whatever medium you throw it but but my skill set translates to Maybe I'm not the best graphic designer, but I know how to communicate through a cus- to a customer through Absolutely. graphic Absolutely. Maybe I'm not the best, you know? Absolutely. So my question to you is more so kind of in the opposite, not opposite direction, but mm-hmm. into entrepreneurship. One of the things that we really mm-hmm. have to do is, because it's great to be an employee who can do everything. Like you make yourself valuable. You make yourself indispensable even. Mm-hmm. Um, you might even give yourself more buying power, like mm-hmm. more uh, leverage. In entrepreneurship, at least in the beginning of entrepreneurship, we talk about honing in, getting really clear on your avatar, being specific, having a niche, specialization, yeah. Yeah. so your customers know exactly what to to like get from you. Do you have you experienced a challenge in that for entrepreneurship? I have simply because for right now, um, so I, I you know it's funny because the the path that I've chosen, the career that I'm working on, is just more of the same, right? It's mm. just more of trying to help people tell the story right so I would come to you as another entrepreneur and say what do you need have you been you know I'm just taking what I've learned in this time and kind of helping other people out so you know what's your marketing strategy look like or you know are you proper in looking at your branding I don't think it's strong enough for what you're trying to say or how can you tell the story because people aren't really going to read it maybe we can do it through video so Mm. that's sort of where I'm leveraging what I've learned over the years Mm -hmm. um, to work on different things where it's challenging um, or where it has been challenging for me is there's so much happening in the world. So do I need to really, you know, tighten down, you know, and maybe only go for a certain type of uh, business or model or, you know, 
what do I need to do? Um, what's most convenient? And now it's to the point where, in addition to my regular work, do I need to really tighten and make, and make sure that I am, you know, kind of specialized. specialized so that it's not overwhelming, right? Yeah. Um, so that that's the thing. And that does play a big degree, um, a big part in it. And almost is almost like a double-edged sword because of the different type of experiences that I've had. Mm. I'm more than willing to always looking to share what I know. Yeah. So it's like, okay, but you only there are only so many hours in the day. Exactly. <laughs> Remind yourself that. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. I, I so. Thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank y'all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play podcast, and thank you for watching the Work and Play podcast and all the episodes before. Now let's get back to the episode. But so that's why I think it's important that we find unique opportunities to just share the knowledge because sometimes you don't have to do the work mm -hmm. you just have to be able to point somebody in like perfect example we we're talking about the data analysis and things like that you don't necessarily have to do the work yes. but what a big difference it would make for somebody like me if you just share what you know and point me in the right direction you now so i'm off right. to do it right yeah. so that sharing of ideas like instead of thinking about it in terms of like do I have capacity to do all of these things? Mm -hmm. Maybe we just need to find an opportunity to create just a, uh, an opportunity to just share what we know. Yeah. You know? It sounds like for you, um, because you have, you said videography, and then mm -hmm. you talk about the, you know, the weddings that you do and things like mm -hmm. that. So you have niched down, and I'm sure your mind wants to go into other business ventures, but it sounds like you have a niche, yeah. Now you just have to find that creative outlet to have those conversations in absolutely. other ways. And the job maybe does that for you. Yeah, absolutely. So that you're like, hey, don't call my business as a graphic designer. <laughs> yeah, because that's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and that way happen. you can create that boundary for yourself. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, I'm really loving, like, just hearing the things that you're talking about, because it just brings up so many things that I'm mm -hmm. interested about in. Um, and I'm, I literally, when it comes to mentorship, I love, like, when I was in corporate, I would put coffee chats on everybody's calendar. Like, from the VP <laughs> all the way down to my peer. I'm like, nice. everybody's like, oh, you, you have a coffee chat? Yeah, like, because I was just trained that way. I, and I love to get to know people. But in entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. it's really hard to find, like, really clear guidance. Mm -hmm. Especially the type that you found where someone was willing to sit with you and pour into you. Right. For free, essentially. Right, right. So <laughs> that was that was the most important experience in my life, and it was free. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Have you found? So there was two ways that I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about you as a mentor, mm -hmm. and I'm also thinking about let's go with you as a mentor because mm -hmm. I'm curious. There's somebody who's an entrepreneur or who's an entrepreneur, and they want to get, they want to be the best they can be in business, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm almost leaning on a biased question here because I feel mm -hmm. like, and you can maybe disagree, agree mm -hmm. or disagree, because I'm kind of feeling like for young people, it's easier to get free advice in corporate and you can get really good advice. Mm -hmm. But if you're young and you don't have a community of entrepreneurs 
then you're basically gonna, you're going to have to pay five hundred dollars for fifty minute conversations here. Yeah, here. and it could be beneficial. There's an ROI mm-hmm. on it, but I'm leaning towards strategically. I think it's mm-hmm. easier to start an entrepreneurial endeavor, a young person, with that free advice. Yeah, and and that's true. You know, and and, and funny for me, I would often want to get ex- or knowledge from specifically from people who had their own businesses, oh. and. It's crazy, but I've had so many experiences where that, because you're in corporate, it's almost like a bad thing. Yeah. You're right. And so you try to get, and it's almost like I don't necessarily take you seriously because you're in a job and you're probably going to stay in that job. So I'm building a business over here. I don't really have time to give you experience. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have time to give you advice that you're never going to use. Like, I don't have time for that. Or you're not going to use in a way that's going to create another business. Another business. Right. You're just going to use this and give that knowledge back to corporate America. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. You know? And so getting advice about how to build was really tough. Yeah. Um, so how do you? So what does that look like? How do you find or create opportunities to um, maybe build people up? Maybe kind of scratch that little itch that they have, where it's like I'm thinking about it, but I don't know what it entails. Yeah. How do we do that? And and I think that that's a great like opportunity we have to maybe that's another venture create something, right? Yeah. Or just come together and figure out ways to do it. Um, yeah. I'm really thinking of a mesh. This entrepreneur space that you're in mm-hmm. is a good like bridge, uh, gap uh, uh, filler or bridge builder. Because when you think about your career advice that you got when you were in the ad agency, mm-hmm. you know, based on where we were today, you got the five company advice, right? right. And where we are later, the, what we're at, where we are now, we're like, okay, we would tell a kid your interests. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can build that. Maybe you'll go into a company. Mm-hmm. Well, with so with so many entrepreneurs on this side of the thing being so biased, maybe it's hard to get that advice. Absolutely. But it might be an initiative. There's an initiative. There's a marriage between a corporate person and an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Maybe someone who's not far off, but someone who will help a child explore right. if entrepreneurship right. is for them or not. Right. I remember when my... Um, I thought, so at the time, she was my, it was a director in HR. Mm-hmm. I would say she was my mentor. But she was like, you're an entrepreneur. Like, you don't want to be. And at the time, I'm like, girl, just find me a job. Like, why are you trying to make me go out here and get eat for myself? Right. But she, she knew it. It was, advice, it was great advice. Mm-hmm. I love the life I live. Mm-hmm. I can work a million hours because I literally love what I do. Mm-hmm. But when I speak to people who are in corporate, and they love what I, what they do. I'm like, okay, there's also a dream life for somebody who does both. Right. But how do you find that in a world where it's hard to get that like general career advice? Like you don't you don't go to entrepreneurs thinking about exploring things. People don't entrepreneurs no. don't like curious people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you got to know what you want to do. Yeah, so I, absolutely, this is not even coming to. I don't even have a question. I'm literally just like brainstorming with you because no. But but so I think we have to start. Think about this: when we started our journey, right? Yeah. When we graduated from high school, before we even graduated, it was like, okay, where do you want to go to college? Right. Like those set questions about a set path and the way things have to happen. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. Because now as we're all sitting here and we're talking about like student loans and the amount of debt that the society is 
is in is like we've built a society that pretty much sets you up for a lot of debt. Yeah. Like why is that the path? Yeah. It's never never once in that process when I was trying to figure out where I, what I wanted to do as a professional. Never once did someone say if you could build anything, if you could create a business where you did X, Y, or Z, what would that look like? Never. So it's not even a thought. Yeah. And so that's where I think we have to change things. We have to change the conversations that we have mm-hmm. with young folks. Mm-hmm. We have to let them know, like, it's okay. Remember the whole thing used to be, oh, you want to be a writer? They don't make the money. Like, that right. sort of deal. Like, yeah. money is the be-all and end-all because it's not. Yes. If you find some happiness, I guarantee you, you can turn that into so, ways to make some money. And it's fine. Yeah. You know, but until we get away from talking about things in terms of that set way to do things like there's only one path to success yeah that's the problem yeah. i guarantee you nine times out of ten you can go find a young person right now and they might not be able to tell you five things that they learned out of that textbook that they take carry home every day yeah but they can give you some knowledge on they're going to be able to tell you how to do some stuff in tiktok you didn't even know existed Ooh. They can tell you about things that ways to monetize. These kids know how to. They already know how to monetize content on YouTube. Yeah. So, like, these are things that this is valuable stuff here. Yeah. You know, so. So then to your point, to your story, and as we get to know you as um, the market, really the person who knows how to communicate in any medium. Then the, as we're still building on this concept and then getting into your story, if you were to go back, if we were to go back, not in a regret kind of way, like oh yeah, no, do, because your life is is has literally cracked out to be something. <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, serious. <laughs> um, but if you were, if someone had asked you that earlier on, do you feel like? we would create more successful entrepreneurs who are great at just creating things. Absolutely. It would if 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 I had had that conversation early on, I think that it wouldn't have made it would have taken away sort of the hesitancy to create. Mm. Right? Um because what what ends up happening is you, you just become this per, you know, a person who follows a path and who goes into things spaces that already exist, mm-hmm. right? Instead of looking at ways in which here, I I am like, this is one of the reasons why I love our friend Courtney. She is an idea woman. Courtney can come up with a million and one creative ideas. And I love that. Like the fact that your mind is always thinking in terms of what doesn't exist. And so that was like kind of how I was as a kid. I would, you know, look at stuff and I'd be like, we, it would be cool if we could do this. And then you, what about you? Then you start thinking in terms of like, what company can you work for? So now you're back to thinking about things that already exist. Mm. You know, it takes that away from you. It takes that willingness or way to thinking about life in a different way, shape or form. It takes that away. And so I think that. If that question had been posed to me different, I don't know even know what greatness I could could have created in that time because I would have, I think, leaned into those thoughts a little bit more than yeah. I did. Um, and and like you said, that's not to say that there there's never any regrets. You know, Mm-mm. things happen sort of just as they should. But yeah. I, it would have been interesting to know. And yeah. and more importantly, it makes me that thought that 
it's not a regret, but I guarantee you it shapes the way in which I deal with my nieces, mm-hmm. the way in which I talk to my goddaughter, you know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah. It changes the way in which I deal with my little cousins mm-hmm. and talking about what they want to do. Yeah. Because there's no limit to it. So don't think in just in terms of a company. Yeah. And I would imagine it also changes the way you go, you, you handle things as a mentor. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody who Absolutely. wants to, I think someone who wants to start a business and then someone who wants to go into corporate, I think you're the best person to give them yeah. non-biased advice. Yeah. But also kind of encouraging them to be something bigger. Absolutely. Know? Be bigger than that company. You know, one of the most shocking experiences I ever had in corporate America is I went to a company, I worked for a company, and you'd go home on the weekend and you'd be exhausted from the week, right? Really exhausted. And you come in on Monday and you come into an, an easel of like, in loving memory. And like, that was your greeting. Like, generally, every Monday, like, somebody died. <laughs> like, that's the first thing you see. Wow. When you come in, and if that and and if that doesn't tell the story in a lot of ways, because we're gonna come into this off of our weekend, we're gonna pass by and be like, oh, that's so sad, you know, and then we're gonna keep on going with our day, and this business is gonna keep on functioning, and we're gonna, and it was just a reminder of being of that feeling of being a cog, right, of mm-hmm. that, yeah. and so, and then when I think about, and then not too long after that. Like Whitney Houston died yeah. when I was working there. And, you know, there was all this, like, negative press about her and this, that, and the other. And I, and I said, but we're talking about her. Why? Because she created, right? Yeah. She left something. Yeah. She, it, no matter what, she will always be the voice. No matter what you think about her, she will always have her place in history. And that's what you miss when you don't create. So That's fire. I had to take a breath on that one. <laughs> that, that's the difference, right? Yeah. I, I think that's that's really good. I, that's somewhere around the title of this conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you use that one. So uh, one, one of the things that I um, try to help my clients understand when they want to go into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is packaging their skill sets, right? Mm-hmm. Communicating it into a brand. Mm-hmm. So let's do this exercise okay. where you are you, you're mm-hmm. Africa, and... Um, People, clients, your clients, whether it's corporations, whether it's small businesses, they want to know who you are and how you can help. What's that tagline? How do you say what it is that you do and how do you help people? Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Um, I would I would start somewhere along the lines and I would play around with the idea of let me tell your story mm-hmm. because that's what I've always done. Like. You know, whether it's if it's for a business, I want to, you know, you want to tell me that you need to improve your membership. Well, I can't start there. That tells me nothing. I need you to tell me who you are. And then I need to look at who you are, why that might matter to your potential customers. Um, Why should they be bothered with you? You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm looking, you know, to start. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I think about. In terms of what I do, it's always very much, as much as it is communicating, it is listening. Um, It is trying to hear the different things. Hear what, you know, consumers would hear when they hear your story. Hear what, you know, is your 
image the same as what you want it to be it's not always consistent yeah um you know is the, the what you're putting off or, or getting back are they consistent are they in line so in order to even start to talk about what your story is as a business i need to know sort of i need you to tell me yeah. i need to tell you to tell me who you are who you're trying to reach why you're trying to reach them what makes you different from the next person trying to do the job? And then from there, I can kind of dig down into the people you're trying to reach and how, you know, figure out a way for them to receive that message. How are they best going to receive that? I love it. Yeah. I love it. You did give me that more than the tagline, though. It's more than the tagline. <laughs> you know, a little bit of explanation. So that's where I would start. That would Let be me the, tell you a story. Absolutely. That would be the Let start. Let me tell you. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. This has been a really cool day. This has been I, an awesome I, day. I, I and this is this is why we're going to start. I don't know what it looks like, but we're going to start something. Um, the sharing of ideas because there's so much out here. Like just in sharing a thought, an idea, or changing the way I think about something. Yeah. And that puts me in a whole new path for what I'm trying to build on my end. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what to call me for. If we need to have a data conversation, <laughs> so absolutely. I'm like, because now I am totally in a space where I don't want to, I've created enough databases, enough queries, enough SAS code in my mm-hmm. life to please whatever data thinking. But if you call me and it's like, how do we communicate this? Or what does the data show? And what, like, just, yeah. just, just point me in the right direction. Like, what do I even need to learn yeah. about this? Like, mm-hmm. who, where are the tools? Like, I just, you know, I say Google is on the list. But, mm-hmm. like, so Google, of course, their dashboard for Google Analytics is, like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're new to it, it's <laughs> very confusing. <laughs> but the good thing about them is they're going to give you training. They're going to have videos set up where yeah. you get to walk you through what this means, how this works. I'll even give you a certificate if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. need to say that you learned something. Mm-hmm. So that type of deal. Like, where do I find the information I need to make me be an effective communicator based on the what the analytics show me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought it back. Because this is how we are. I needed to ask you this question. Yeah. It's about... Bridging the gap into your entrepreneurial space. Mm-hmm. And now that you spent 30 years in this communication space, now you're doing this in video. What's the most exciting thing about bridging everything, taking everything that you learned and packaging packaging into your new company? And what's the name of your new company? Uh, the new company is AF Visuals. I'm going to send you a link so you can check out our my personal mm-hmm. <laughs> wedding that we did. The description below yeah. so that they can always reach yeah. out to you as well. It's AF Visuals. Um, the the fun thing, one of the fun things about about the company um, and trying to bridge the gap is trying to find the need, right? So we talked about creating a niche. So I started this company and we were very much focused on doing uh, wedding videos, um, and then I ran across so many other you know entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who are building spaces and and, and needed that as well. But, you know, people want to charge, like, big business prices for, you know, you're building. Like, seriously, I need, like, some YouTube videos or I need some social media branding. It's not, you know. So creating something that could support people in their endeavors as well. But then as I move along this path, you realize that there are so many different gaps, right? Mm-hmm. that the business can fill. Yeah. So that's where I've kind of stepped back and 
then really leaned on my experience that I've had thus far and say, okay, you can't be all things to everybody. So you've got to really sort of narrow it. And in your experience, what have you learned is the most important? How can you reach the most amount of, you know, most people with, you know, with your business or with what you're trying to do? So that's where I'm kind of pulling back and looking at, like, what's my business strategy? Yeah. And how's that look? And how do we, you know, make this work in a way that makes sense? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm leaning on so much of, like, what Africa has learned over the years because Africa in this space is a rookie. And that's the thing that you have to remind yourself too. Yeah. Right? Even though I've done this and the business is very much um, a continuation of my, my personal experience, it's still new. Yeah. And trying to operate in this fashion is still new. So sort of giving myself some grace in that. Like letting... It's almost like you got to do some duality in this. Letting the corporate version of yourself mentor the entrepreneur in yourself, right? Mm, letting the corporate person mentor the entrepreneur. Right? Like, think about that. Like, you've not... Okay, so in your experience doing data analysis and all these other things, you were used to doing this side. You had gotten used to, like you said, the coffee side chats and this side yeah. and the other. You had gotten used to conducting business in this way. Yeah. So now, as you start off in this, your personal venture, yeah. it's like, what does that look like? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I've got to lean on some of those things that I knew and some of that knowledge I had to help me through this process. Got it. That's, they say and they say success leaves clues. So when you mm -hmm. think about, okay, what's worked for me in the past? Right. Okay, so let me use that. Right. Do you ever um, go to your future self and get advice from your future self? Yes. My future self is... Um, so... My future self is always telling me to give yourself some grace. I think that we are our biggest critics. We are our biggest, like we said, naysayers and talking ourselves out, out of things. And, and that's what I think my future self is going to tell me. You could have been here 20 years ago. What you told yourself you didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I always remind myself of. There's a future version of me that's going, I'm waiting. Right. Do it. You know, whatever that is, do yeah. it. So yeah, I gotta work on this movie. <laughs> that's that's the that that's what it's that's, telling that's, you. That's, that's okay. the ultimate goal. That has always been the ultimate ultimate goal. It's been uh, to be a filmmaker to tell stories. We all have a story. I I'm so intrigued by, you know, the ten year ten year old version of you. Like what that looked like. What were your dreams then? Like how, you know, what was that journey like? Like that. Mm. Those stories like. And we've got to tell our stories. Like, yeah. So, yeah. The future version of me is going, what are you waiting on? Mm. So, if I'm hearing you correctly, though, what I'm hearing you is, what I'm hearing you saying is one of your taglines is to help me tell you, let me, let me tell your story. Through video, the reason that you're doing it through video strategically is because you have this bigger vision, you have this bigger dream of creating a movie that will put you in the spaces that you really, truly want. You want to be ultimately, on the stages that you want to be on. Ultimately, yeah. That's the so, goal. So, the main goal is like, creating films it's mm -hmm. film is it film target cinematography that's yes. what it's called yes. cinematography that's the ultimate goal so if more clients were to come to you and you were attracting people who want to create cinematic projects that would literally be in tune and aligned to your vision yeah 
Yeah, that would ultimately be there. Absolutely. Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. Now um, we know what to manifest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like in the video, the, the video space is just... I feel like for me, it was a it was a decision to make sort of a soft transition to that because it's a great opportunity for me to take my experience. I mean, a lot of experience doing marketing, communications, that sort of deal. And so move that into that space mm. and get more experience in telling stories and shaping um, the narrative and getting, you know, used to what does that look like framing and all of the very critical things that come with like shooting and mm -hmm. you know so it was a natural transition to kind of marry the two yeah. but ultimately yes ultimately that story of that eighth grade girl on the train to the law office will be somewhere in the theater near you yeah hopefully. and she's gonna be proud of you and your future self's gonna be proud absolutely. of you and she, like i'm like fine. yeah not finally but yeah she here now absolutely we, we on stage now this is exciting <laughs> well then you guys for you guys who are listening and watching you you know exactly what to come to <laughs> africa for i i wish i was your assistant because i would be like nope she's not doing this <laughs> nope we're only exactly. doing these types of clients exactly <laughs> you know you know what to do in your own business but i will say thank you thank you so, so much. much for coming on to the couch with me this has been really this fun. has been awesome thank you so much for having me <laughs> and the funny thing is this is our first time really really talking absolutely and we're friends with the same people so I have just been blessed. Yes. So if there's anyone out there who is watching or listening who resonates with your story, um, they want to work with you either as a client or they want to just Absolutely. continue following your journey, how do they contact you? Um, AFVisuals.com. Um, AFVisuals, I'm sorry. AFVisualsLLC.com. Got you. There you go. Do you have an Instagram business page as well? I do. Okay. I do. Facebook, same thing. AFVisuals um, and Facebook as well. So Perfect. I'll link everything. Yeah, yeah. Underscores. Exactly. I'll... Everything, Everything will be in the bio. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for being on the couch. I appreciate it so Until much. Until next time, peace out.